Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? I need to do more intros because you're abroad in New York. I don't care. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> how's it? How's uh? Do you feel safe? You should care because the, the world does not revolve around New York City. I'm just going to say that for all the people who don't listen to this podcast from New York City. Just a reminder to people living mm-hmm. in New York. I don't know why I'm coming after New York. It's just it's one of those things I think you have to be reminded of every once in a while when you become a lifelong New Yorker. That uh, you know, the rest of the world probably doesn't think about you very much. And same time, you guys don't really care. So <laughs> there's always that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just a gentle reminder to people in New York of you know, outside of New York City, there's a big wide world of beautiful things, and less stress, less angst. Is it? I mean, that depends on yeah. where you are. I could think of some places right well, now that's not the case. Yeah, but I would assume that those places are angsty because of other reasons than just existing. <laughs> Than just do trying come, to get on the I, train do I come with a, your stuff. Wow. Do I come across as angsty to you? Sometimes. Oh. Sometimes you do. It's, it's a New Yorker thing. Yeah, I'm just taking shots in New York just because we always start this podcast by being like, oh, Brooklyn. And like people in Brooklyn even don't even really think they're in New York anymore. They just go Brooklyn because Brooklyn is its own thing now. Uh, there's there's an interesting borough identity thing, right? If you think New York, I think people the, the the general consensus thinks Manhattan, and like how do people like do people? I need to I need to know, and I don't and I know some people who I can ask, but I you know I don't feel like it right now. But Staten Island, do people in Staten Island feel like do they? What did, when people say where do you live? Do they say I'm in New York, or do they say I'm no? They in say Staten Island. Staten Island. Yeah, exactly. They say Staten Island. I would say people say they live in New York when they live in on the island itself. I would say the rest of the people have an angst in Manhattan. In Manhattan, I would even say people who live in the Bronx would maybe say New York, even though Bronx people are very. They're very happy about where they're from. They they don't hesitate. To I think it you. depends where. I think it depends where in the Bronx you are. Yeah, you know, because some places are like, well, they're trying to be New York because they can't afford to actually live in Manhattan. So they're like, yeah. oh yeah, I live in Manhattan, but you really live in the Bronx or uh, maybe it's just start getting more more specific instead. They'd be like, where, you know, like give a street name or something. Where are you from? You know, I'm from uh, 87th Street. It's not my actual street. Pick the random number. So well, depend. It depends on where you are as well, though. Like if you're in the states, I think you specify. I think if you're outside of the world, no one else really cares. They just go, oh yeah, New York. Yeah, I'd always want to go to New York or like Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh yeah, how's, how's you know? I heard the traffic's real bad in L.A. It's that. Type Let's of be stuff. real though. I might as well. Like I, I might as well live in Manhattan. I'm in Manhattan every day, literally every day. Well, not literally, but most days I'm in Manhattan. Like it's it's a rare week when I'm not in Manhattan every day. Either for work, hockey, or both. Yesterday yeah. was a good example of that. I was there for both. Spent a lot of time I'm, in New York City. In I'm Manhattan. very tired. Yeah. It's good, though. It's good. Do you feel... Um, what's the feeling in... Uh, I'm going to do a hard hard left, you know? Because I'm curious. What is the general vibe in New Zealand? Um if because uh, you you guys seem like you'd be in a pretty good place, like if there was a if World War Three was about to happen and it was nuclear war, I feel like one of the best places to be would be New Zealand. I mean, granted, the world would still be fucked, but New Zealand itself, it seems like who's targeting you guys? We've got our own and problems, you're, and you're pretty so, far away yeah. from range from like blast radius, we'll say. 
But there's a big European contingency here in this country. A lot of Europeans sure. live in New Zealand. So that, you mm-hmm. know, when people are looking back home at their family and friends, if you live in, you know, if you're from the UK or you're from Germany or you're from, you know, anywhere else in Europe, people are paying attention to it and they're watching it. Um, but I would say the general consensus here is that we've got like 20,000 Omicron cases a day because we've unleashed the floodgates. So people are more focused on local things where... Yeah. Most people are catching COVID and, you know, cost of living is sky high because of gas, right? I would say more people look at this and go, oh, man, I can't. Gas is already expensive here. Like, it's by liter, right? So gas, I would say, last week was like $3 a liter. Mm -hmm. So if you put that to gallons, that's like 12 bucks a gallon. I know. Yeah, 12 bucks a gallon. That's right. That's four four liters in a gallon. Mm -hmm. So imagine now that it's like 380, right? over like in like a night it rose because of the war so people in new zealand i think in general are probably a little selfish and insular but yeah as far as it comes to like what the what the outcome of war is as long as the united kingdom doesn't get involved new zealand won't get involved that's kind of how it goes so for the most part i'd say people are watching i'm watching it because it's got global implications of financial markets and you know we everyone's going to be affected because we are with gas and imports and exports and general European discontent. But yeah, for the most part, I don't think anyone's worried about if a nuclear bomb drops, we're going to be affected. I'd say more people are like, hmm, maybe I should go buy some land somewhere for when the world ends. I can, you know, farm my land and be happy. Good idea. Buy an electric car. Do that too. So yeah, that's the general vibe down here. Um, yeah, I'm, we're all aware of it and we're watching it, but there's not much you can really do. And there's plenty of Ukrainian people and Russian people here as well. Um, so yeah. lots of talk about like oligarchs own, you know, resorts and big boats and stuff down here. And it's like, when are we going to punish those people? And it's like, well, we like money, but we don't like the fact that the money might be being used to kill people. So we got to figure out what to do. Yeah. What a conundrum. Yeah, it what is. a conundrum. You know? Yeah. Really. Yeah, money's great until it's used for things that you don't agree with. And then what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have any, uh, this is going to be a bit of a rambler. Um, cause I don't, did I have stories? No, it's been a busy week. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Skated last night. You ever, um, you ever run into somebody and then your jaw starts to hurt. Well, uh, that happened to me last night. <laughs> Never happened. Yeah. It's better now, but in the moment. I was like, ooh, didn't feel good. Wasn't great. Pretty sore. But, you know, it'll be all right. Um, I'm not even going to divide this up into sections. I want to talk about this movie I just watched. Sure. <laughs> uh, because I just watched The Atom Project. We we're supposed to start about 20 minutes ago, and I need to finish this movie. Uh, a Ryan Reynolds Netflix joint. Yeah, a Ryan Reynolds joint. Not going to lie, I loved this movie. Of course you did. It's a great movie. A lot of fun director of uh free guy did this movie and it was a blast it was good stuff what do you know about this movie anything nothing all i know is that mark ruffalo's in it <laughs> it's all sure I know. is and mark ruffalo yeah. plays the same character in every movie he's in and you know what so does ryan reynolds <laughs> they both uh, play the yeah. same character in every in every movie they're in um whether it's a superhero movie or a, a rom-com from 20 years ago they're just kind of the same, not not the same dude. They play the same dude in every movie. So they're very different dudes, but they kind of play the same guy. So is what um, it is. I guess, man, Mark Ruffalo played the Hulk, but then he also played that guy hunting pedophiles, right? That happened. 
Yeah, but it's always different. kind of the same disheveled look. Like he's he's just kind of he always That's kind of true. looks the same. Like he like he looks like he looks like the Hulk in this movie. Whatever is it, Bruce Banner? He looks like Bruce Banner, scientist. Well, sure, that's because it's the guy. It's not like that's he's doing what he looks the, like. No, that's my he's point. Not, he's not a chameleon. He's not a he's not an acting chameleon. Some guys are right. They look different in every movie. Like who is that? You're like, oh, that's that guy. These two guys always look the same. Yeah, I guess uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, always to looks him, right? different. Like yeah, like the, some of these guys the always hat. look. Yeah, like they start kind of looking different. And maybe it's when you age, you start looking different. But these two specifically have looked the same for about 20 years. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's fine. It just is what it is. Well, the premise is pretty straightforward. They um, basically, uh, Ryan Reynolds goes back in time, meets his past self as a child. So it follows him and his and his child self on this uh, on this romp as they try to fix some shit while eluding future cops and i don't want to give away too much of the stuff but honestly i was like this is gonna be silly this is gonna be fun reviews were pretty good but man i i really i really enjoyed this movie great action scenes great uh great acting kid started off i'm like i hate this kid and then i'm like oh i'm supposed to hate this kid got it it was wonderful <laughs> yeah solid movie recommended all around um, and it's on Netflix. And honestly, this is actually a good conversation to have about this because it's the same thing. Two movies came out uh, yesterday in the States, this one and Turning Red. Both movies streaming only. Now, what well, you guys are just dealing with Omicron spikes. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but COVID's over in the US. All yeah, you guys have US. decided it's you're done. done. It's done. over. It's you over. beat it. So everything's open, full stop, no mask mandate, except for on transportation. So uh, COVID's in the trains, but nowhere else. <laughs> that's the deal. Okay. Now, that's fine. But this is a movie where I'm watching. I'm like, man, I would love to see this in a theater. And I can't. Turning Red is actually playing in one theater in New York, allegedly. If I look at Google, that's what it tells me. If I look at AMC's website, it's not even a selection. So just so that's some guy's weird. house. I uh, maybe I might just show up. Well, you told right. me about that movie theater. That's like somebody's house. In, yeah, it's just uh, like New somebody's Zealand. house. He's just like, yeah, yeah, just come over and I'm streaming it. <laughs> yeah, you can pay me for it. Right. So that's so that's the uh, so that's the it. It's annoying. I want to. This is a movie I want to see in theaters. And we we started to talk about this a little bit with when they first announced that Turning Red is actually going to streaming. And like Pixar was, you said Pixar was kind of annoyed about that, right? Well, the artists were annoyed about it, really. Like, the artist and Pixar, just because it seems like Disney's movies are getting the priority, right? Because, like, think about it. Before, Pixar was just its own thing, right? And then Disney acquires Pixar. And Disney actually takes some of those people from Pixar, I'd say John Lasseter most of all, and puts them into Disney. And next thing you know, Disney starts pumping out award-winning animated content, right? So, um, Encanto, um, Raya and the Last Dragon, um, Big Hero 6, right? I can, I can name them because there's a ton of them now that you, I would argue, the last five years of Disney movies have been better than the last five years of Pixar movies, right? Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's a pretty... Yeah, I think even the, it's a, even the Metacritic would... 
it's just an amazing yeah. turn of a company that really struggled because they were making 2d animated films and you know if people were just like well look pixar is the new you know pixar is the new disney disney buys pixar disney is the new disney and the pixar movies right um soul was one of them that went straight to streaming um there's like the last couple of pixar's movies all went straight to streaming and so it's sort of like, hey, I know we're sort of competing, but we're kind of the same. Where's the priority come in? And that's what some of the articles were discussing of saying, huh, it seems like Disney is deprioritizing Pixar and saying, well, we're going to put you on our streaming platform because that's how we get those streaming numbers up. But we really want to make sure that Encanto is the movie that's going to be seen in movie theaters and try to get, you know, awards and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, yeah it sucks because... I'm really excited about seeing Turning Red, and I'm going to see this movie in a theater. Well, hopefully, I can. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, if I look and, at Disney's last couple of movies, right? Like, I'm just going from, like, let's say five years. I'm not even counting Frozen, right? Mm-hmm. Zootopia. Moana. Mm-hmm. Ryan the Last Dragon. The Wreck-It Ralphs, right? The second Wreck-It Ralph. Frozen 2. Encanto. I would say all of these movies have done better than the last Pixar animated movies. And I'm going to go through and say some of these I don't even remember, to be honest, like Onward, right? You remember Onward? Oh, yeah. That movie was not great. It was fine. Right. I mean, it's, it's fine, right? Um, Turning Red, yeah. Luca, right? I know Luca just came out recently, but I don't remember that movie at all. Oh, yeah. That was, the one in, that was the one in Italy. Yeah, where the kid with is like, the he big, turns, he's like, like a, a big bike race. Yeah, it was a fish. Luca, yeah, it was a fish that turned into a, a dude. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't remember this movie. You you, I, I just don't remember that's it. That's like slowly yeah. coming back to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if you think about it, the last four of them, Onward, Soul, Luca, Turning Red, kind like in Soul was really good. But Oh, yeah. Meh, right? I would say Toy Story 4 was maybe a movie that got a bit of buzz, but that was right before the pandemic. Incredibles 2. I would say a lot of people were excited about it, but it kind of came out and you were like, hmm, the first one's better. Coco, yep. I would say, Again, is probably the I, last I need really to. big popular release, right? Coco was really, really big, but I would argue yep. that was the last big one in the movie theater because then Cars 3, Finding Dory, The Good Dinosaur, Inside Out, like just compared to Disney's with Moana and Frozen and like it's just not like it's very clear where the priority is going and the last four pixar movies are just kind of they're they're good but they just belong on a streaming platform <laughs> wow well you said incredibles 2 so i must remind you of what happened when i saw incredibles 2 of course which was that movie was largely about um the wife miss incredible and every time she was on screen the dude behind me would just keep saying yo that girl is thick <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, Pixar is more of a lot, meme so now about about Pixar mom than anything else. Right? Yeah. And I mean, and I'd argue that the best animated movie in the last five years actually goes the, into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> right? Oh, I, so like, yeah. I mean, that movie is perfect. It's a perfect yeah, movie. Yeah, so I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the point of just like Pixar has a right to be a little sour because they used to be king and now they're kind of, you know, they're on a streaming platform. And they've kind of used uh, again, right? You need you need something to keep people coming to streaming. Like, keep doing, keep trying to rehash the Mandalorian out there is not going to do it. Yeah, it, no, especially. But it's funny because <laughs> the Mandal. Have you gone through Boba Fett yet? No. 
Absolutely You're never going to watch it. I just, I no just don't. I'm just like, man, like, it's just fine. Like, it is what it is, but like, I'm not going to go. I, I'll, it's be, it's going to be one of those things where I have time and I'm just going to power through a bunch of episodes. Um, but like, I don't, I don't feel drawn. I'm so disenfranchised by, by Star Wars. I really am. It's just like, oh, uh, they've, they've so messed up that universe to me. They've really messed it up. And I'm, I'm kind of upset about it because Star Wars should be really cool. And they just keep trotting out Star Skywalkers, and it's just like enough, like enough, like I'm they, done. They announced, uh, they announced a new one. It's gonna have, uh, it's, it's Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, and it's just like great, but you know, you're gonna tell me that Darth Vader or somebody's not gonna pop up in that in that bad boy because why wouldn't he? Right, Obi Wan's oh, tied to this showed, family. They already showed in the trailer he's looking at Luke. It's like great. Yeah, so it's just great. Cool. I, mean, I mean, again, it's fine. I get it, but just. That's not going to keep your streaming platform afloat. And the I'd argue that the Marvel stuff, while it does well, is very clear that Marvel belongs in a movie theater, right? Spider-Man did massive numbers. Massive. So at this point, are you going to keep releasing your movies on streaming? No. Those are those are cinematic releases. So that's where Marvel's going to make its money, is in the movie theater. And what else is there, right? Like, you, you don't want to release your big tentpole animated films on streaming. So you're going to put Pixar stuff on there. But why not both? Why not have both? Or do the thing where, hey, you know, it's going to come out in theaters and then 30 days later, we're going to put it on streaming. It's like what they're doing with Batman. They're being very upfront. Like that was always the weird thing, right? When movies always came out, you're like, great, I'll watch it on HBO. But you had no idea when it was going to come to HBO or when it was going to do, when it was going to come to streaming now. And now it's like with the Batman, it's like, okay. By the way, whenever I say the Batman, I feel like an old, an old man, man talking about this movie that is the name of the movie <laughs> like yes. that, it's literally called the batman so i'm talking about that specific one as long as you don't put it on the end of it you're fine if they make batmans <laughs> the bat the batmans is what you're saying the, the so <laughs> if, if someone so the, says the batmans and they're an old person oh you're talking about batmans <laughs> yeah exactly so, yeah. but they said 45 days after the movie comes out it'll be on hbo max cool now i know great kids don't care Kids don't care when they're when the movie comes out or when they see it, right? I guess they will, right? If they come into the school the next day and everybody's spoiling what happens with the girl who turns into a panda. Yeah, it just it just depends. Well, I would say that kids don't care. Like no one's talking about it's a certain age group of people that also see it as a time to get out of the house, right? I would say young people don't care. Like young people as in let's say under the age of 13. But I'd say once you get to that age, you go to the movie theaters half of the time just to go hang out with friends, right? right. Like it's it's yeah. the community experience of watching a movie of why people go see specific movies in movie theaters. They go see superhero movies, right? Mm-hmm. They go see specific things that you can then afterwards talk about with your friends when you're sitting around McDonald's about what's going to happen next in this person. That, like kids don't care about that with Star Wars. They don't care about that with Pixar movies. It's you watch it and you're done. But with the Marvel movies, it's look at let's talk about what's going to happen after this because of the last 15 minutes of the movie when so-and-so shows up and it becomes a whole new thing. Like that's why that's why the stuff that Marvel does is pretty it's pretty great from a world building. Let's get you actually talking about the next one. Most Marvel movies are off ramps into the next thing we're going to make. Yeah. You're right. I mean, that's, yeah, I, so, I suppose, but you, you don't think this will reverse. Like, do you don't, do you think this, is, do you think they'll just do this for every Pixar movie that comes out moving forward? And not every Disney Pixar Plus offering movie. Yeah. I, I mean, I think most of them, unless will, it's a again, toy I, story yeah. five. Yeah, it's got to be that. It's got to be something that fits into a bigger vehicle that has mass appeal. But like a movie like Luca, like that's perfect for streaming. 
Like, it's perfect I for streaming. Yes, but you're still talking about something, like, even before Luca, right? They always made these original movies that have, that ha- that will have appeal and make enough money at the box office to justify their existence there. It doesn't, like, it doesn't cost, well, actually, maybe you know the answer to this. Does it cost Disney any money to put the movie in, in a movie theater? Of course it does. Yeah, what? because they've got to give some percentage of well again, like it can cost them money because right right now Disney has put a lot of money into streaming. Right? They put a lot of money into keeping that platform afloat and they need content. And when those streaming numbers are going down, what's the best way to get somebody in there? It's not episodic content. It's a big film release that you can possibly charge for or that you can have a limited edition of of you got to pay us 30 bucks to watch this at home and specifically who's going to want to watch this movie right luca i would i would argue that between luca and encanto encanto appeals because it's a musical it appeals because it's got you know hispanic you know audience in there that you might want to bring in that's more global where luca i'd argue it has a little bit of that but not to an audience that's a, maybe a little closer to home and that's a little easier. If I'm going to choose between those two movies and I've got a budget for one that's got to prop up my streaming platform, I'm going to roll with Luca. That's a safer bet versus Encanto, where Encanto, I actually think I can get people in the movie theater because it's a musical, right? Not only am I trying to sell the movie, I'm trying to sell the album. I'm trying to sell all the things that come with it. And Pixar's last kind of musical was Coco. Um. Right? Yeah, they don't I think Yeah, so. and even that wasn't really They don't a really musical. make musicals. Well, soul. Right? Soul was very music soul, inspired, yes. but it's not. It was a music musical. inspired, but it's not a I can but sell. Coco's in- a similar thing. Like if you go to Spotify, that I believe mm-hmm. the top, like out of the top ten songs, two of them are songs from Encanto. And I, I didn't even realize Encanto the same thing with Frozen, right? I didn't realize Frozen was a musical until I watched it. And I'm like, oh, this is a typical Disney musical. Yeah, it's like a classic Disney. Movie. Is, it's a classic Moana, classical musicals. That's what they're making. Zootopia is the only movie in Disney's lineup. And I guess Big Hero no, 6. No, Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. And Wreck It Ralph. So, yeah, so they do have those movies that aren't musicals, but the ones that blow up are normally the musicals. It's normally the ones that kids want to go listen to the album or they want to buy the Frozen dress. Like Disney's got a bigger play than Pixar's not selling. Their one play to sell toys was Cars. And I'd argue they've that's never the been out of all their franchises. It's the weakest, and that's out of never all been the spirit. That's never been the spirit of the of Pixar itself. No, like they didn't. After Toy Story two, they didn't make a sequel until Toy Story three. <laughs> you know, and that was like that was like uh, eleven years later. They, yep. Their essence is creating to make original stories and pushing technology forward. And I'd say their essence know. was that. I don't know if you could say that anymore because there was a period, I'm looking at their IMDb, between 2009 2000, 2013, they're all sequels, except for Brave. Toy Story 3, yeah, Cars but look 2, at the last University, four, Finding Dory, the last Cars four. 3, Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4. Like they're all, the last four have been original content. You're right. Right. But more if, I'm Disney, to, yeah. if I'm Disney, if I'm Disney, Right, original content that I can't necessarily sell toys around Jamie Fox being a you know being a deceased soul um, you know a jazz pianist. No, right? what toy can't. am I going to sell there? But I can tell I can uh, sell, sell toys like those out blue of, things, right? Yeah, you can sell Tina Fey as a ghost. Yeah, you can sell. <laughs> yeah, but I would argue that Pixar has always kind of played with a little darker the- Inside Out. I really think is a really yeah. ambitious movie to make. Disney's not making Inside Out. They're not making a movie about mental health of children. Right? That's right, but that's why Pixar was Pixar was always able to 
do that. Like a lot of Pixar's movies play with the theme of death. Coco, death, death, soul, death. That's more adult. The good dinosaurs. Death. Death. <laughs> right? It's it's all it's all around the themes. They're darker themes than Pixar. That's like, hey, it's Utopia, right? Like it's 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 a sloth and he's funny. And it's, you know, like they just don't play with some of those darker themes the way that I believe Pixar does. Zootopia you know, was about racism, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Which again, which you're right, which is a little darker, but it's also in the theme of like death is a little harder to explain to kids than possibly yeah. you shouldn't hate people because because of, of what they are, what they look like, right? right? Like it's a little easier to tell kids like, hey, be nice to everybody, versus like, hey, here's an old man who's in a house that floated away because his wife died. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, what kid, kids would be like, yeah, or hey, mental health. You have all these emotions, and you know this kid's going through these emotions, and how do you put these together? It's like kids gonna be like, wait, what? Like, I don't. I don't necessarily know, but you know, we'll see what happens now that they start. Cause again, right. Their next spinoff movie, their next big release, I'm going to argue is light year. Yeah. I was going to ask you about this. So which, what which do you think is going to happen story. here? It's an origin story for Buzz Lightyear. What's well, a spinoff? Should be awesome. What's an origin yeah. story, right? It's before he gets technically to, to earth, yeah. right? It's the life that Buzz had before he became a toy in this general world. And it's got Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not even Tim Allen. We're going to take Chris Evans and make him Buzz Lightyear. A younger Buzz Lightyear. So it's just, you know, I, is that going to go to the movie theater? I'm assuming so. I hope so. Because that movie looks great. It looks really cool. Yeah, but are they going to make this a little dark? Like, again, who just who just knows? Like, I, I, who knows what it's going to be? Pixar always tends to play a little darker than Disney stuff, I would argue, in general. And so Disney fits better in a movie theater to sell toys and albums. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like they want to make it. I'm just reading something here, like Disney. Like, yeah, they, they want to make this more cinematic. Like, they're going to play with some things in an animated movie that I'd argue Disney's like, well, we don't. We got a pipeline that works. Just make the movies. Make them look cool. We're done. I guess. I yeah, selfishly there's, though, there's an adorable, I'm upset. There's an adorable cat in Lightyear. I'm watching the trailer for Lightyear now. There's an oh yeah, that, cat. that was in the latest trailer. And they also like cut a cut a tentacle monsters thing off, and that's uh, that was pretty violent for a for a Pixar movie. I thought. Yeah, <laughs> and the fact but, they put it in a trailer, I was like, whoa, this is surprising. Yeah, I would I would just argue that Pixar now has more nostalgic features than it does like, hey, we're gonna try. Like Pixar is more for people like us. In a way, it's weird to say that, but it is like the themes and the look is a little it's a bit more of an adult animated movie where Encanto is where you take your kids. And that's OK, right? Like that should be perfectly fine because those movies do really, really well. Yeah, I guess. But what's the Netflix? How do they pick and choose, though? Like Netflix, how do they not you figure Ryan Reynolds because the companies would always pick and choose how well they sign a deal, right? Like from my understanding is, I mean, I'll just go through the names I can remember, like Adam Sandler, right? You sign a six movie deal with him to make specific exclusive content for, um, for Netflix. Uh, Dave yeah. Chappelle, right? It's exclusive deal, fifty million to make four specials. Um, so yeah, you just start reaching out to individuals and go, look, you can still do all your other stuff, but we want to sign you on for four specific projects. And we get to pick those projects. We'll bring them to you and you get to choose what you want to do. And, you know, executive production credits and all of those things. That's kind of what's happening. Or on the other side, it's people specifically trying to sell things to Netflix by saying, I think I've got this really awesome movie. 
what if we make this exclusive what's what's in it like how can you help us with the production of this so i'm sure netflix is throwing around money for some things like the power of the dog which is a movie i just watched where they want to make them netflix exclusives but there's other things where it's probably you know netflix probably has a budget of you know get this many these movies sign this many people to exclusive deals netflix had a big comedy push for a while right like a lot of like let's get comedy specials where do you go to watch comedy specials don't do go it. To netflix mm-hmm. so you're trying to find different people to buy into your streaming platform as you consistently raise the prices because netflix now is it's like they're going to raise the prices again so and people are going to start going i've got five streaming services what do i really watch do i watch all the hbo shows do i watch all of the showtime content do i watch netflix do i watch disney because i've got kids like what's the streaming platform i choose to latch on to and it's why i think eventually if people are having the appetite to go back to the movie theater i think the streaming stuff will slow down um, because it's just, how do you get the massive audience at once? You get them in the movie theater. You don't get them on streaming. You get your subscribers on streaming. No one subscribes to a streaming platform just to watch a movie and then unsubscribe. Right. Yeah. You subscribe and then you forget about it. Or like you, 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 you look at your budget and go, oh man, I can't afford that. I got to get rid of that one. And then maybe you come back. Right. So it's all budgetary or budgetarily dis- decided. But we're coming up to a point where gas is, you know, five bucks a gallon and food is super expensive and there's a war in Europe. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to subscribe to all of these streaming platforms. I'm going to subscribe to the one I use the most. But I'll go shell out a hundred bucks to go watch Avatar or, you know, Disney movie in the movie theater. Right. I'll pay for that one special event to bring everyone out and have a community experience and talk about what we just watched. Everything else. eh, I watch it on streaming. Maybe. Or if at all, right? Or if at all. Well, got another hard turd here. Well, well, hold on. I guess if we're talking about movies, should I just talk Let's about Power it. of the Dog quickly? Yeah, talk about Power of the Dog. Tell so I watched Power of the Dog. Um, I've got two movies left. I've got Drive My Car and West Side Story left. Oh, boy. I bet you're excited for West Side Story. Um, I, I've heard West Side Story is good, but yeah, I'm not very excited for it, but it is. You know exactly what it is. Of course it's Yeah, it's West Side Story. How many times have we made this, how many times have we made this movie? Like, and it's, I'm just always curious of why, why directors like Steven Spielberg, like, do you think this is a passion project for him? Or do you think someone gave him a boatload of money and said, hey, we want you to make a West Side Story in however you want to make it? Like, what, usually, what made Steven Spielberg go uh, out of all the movies I've made, I want to remake West Side Story for 2022? It might have been one of his influences. Let's see. I'm on a Wikipedia. Maybe there's some background of it. So I'll, I'll quickly go through Power of the Dog. Um, this movie is really good looking, right? It was filmed in New Zealand. It's a Kiwi director. The cinematography, it's going to win for that because it looks great. I'd argue that I think Dune cinematography is better from a personal standpoint. But, you know, the Oscars gets weird when it's like, mm, there's too much visual effects in Dune. So let's give it This is the one with the, the batch, right? Yes. It's got Benedict Cumberbatch being sour. Because I think that's just who he is, right? I think he's just always, every character he has is kind of sarcastic and sour. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be just who he is. Has to be. Because you don't play the same character over and over again, sort of. With sort of, you know, the only comedy I think I've seen him have is in Doctor Strange. And even that, he's kind of like, hmm, this guy's a little sour. He's sour because his hands are all messed up and now he's a magician. (laughs) Right? I've heard it once, I've Um, heard it a thousand times. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it's good. It's going to win. The, the The story and the theme of it, it's a Western, but it's not. It's more of like a period piece of like ranching in Montana in the 1920s. 
Um, I don't think this will win Best Picture, but it's going to win all the other awards, like Best Director, Best Cinematography. I don't, it maybe wins for Best Actor, maybe. I feel like this year is the year you just give it to Will Smith, right? Because Will Smith has been around for a while. You just give it to him. Um, so, yeah, would I watch it again? No. Um, it just, it is kind of what it is. It's fine. It's an Oscar bait movie. It's not my favorite on the list. I'd probably say if it's about middle of the pack um, out of all the movies I've seen. So my my top movies kind of stand the, stand the same as far as the Oscar category is concerned. Coda and Nightmare Alley are the two things I enjoyed the most. How's uh, how's the dog in the movie? The dog is, spoiler alert, a shadow in a mountain. And it's a verse in the Bible. Wait, there's no dog? There is a dog, but it's not, he's got no power. <laughs> just oh, a background oh, dog. Yeah, so oh, okay. it's based on a book. I, apparently the book's very good. Um, and that the movie takes some liberties skipping over some stuff in the book. But look, it's a, it's a beautiful looking movie and it looks kind of like Montana mixed with New Zealand. Because that's what it is. <laughs> There's no uh, oh cool it is real I was like wondering why there's no awards for um, for animals in movies but I guess there was there was the Patsy Awards was originated by the Hollywood Office of America Humane Association decided to honor animal performers after a horse was killed in an onset accident during the filming of Tyrone Power film Jesse James but wow. I guess the last one they did was 1976 oh so we don't we don't give awards to animals anymore it was given to a cat from harry and tonto uh, yeah. yeah i don't know i don't know any of these well let's see oh the shaggy dog uh shaggy won well, that one well, well, well dunstan like i mean we had a period of animal movies right we're like free willy yeah but that was way dunstan. before this yeah but old yeller yeah. uh spike yeah right spike the dog he won that one yeah um dunstan, I don't... dunstan checks in should have won an award uh, yeah i mean title character right that wouldn't be a movie without yeah. that guy yeah it's a big it's, big, it's a big movie you think there should be an award, right? For right, animals. animals. Like real, I guess the in, problem is what happens when they're digital? Like does Caesar from Planet of the Apes deserve an award? No. It has to be real animals. Otherwise, they didn't so, do the thing. If Andy Serkis would have won one of these Patsy Awards instead of an Oscar like he wanted for playing an animal, do you think he would have accepted <laughs> well, that, it? That doesn't even make sense. He's not. He would have been nominated as a person, not as an animal. No, he's, uh, he, so Caesar he is nominated. So he's got to show up to the awards. Caesar can't be nominated. His, with his Caesar is not a real Caesar is not a real monkey. I will not accept this. I will not accept wow. this round. There's no way. Wow. Well, no I mean, in some of these some of these movies where people win Best Actor, they get digi double replacements. They get digital doubles, and their face gets replaced with the CG character. So That's you're saying true. if there's any computer graphics at all in a movie, as far as human beings are no, concerned, not at you all. Be allowed to not win. at all. But if they're if the so monkey all you need never is one existed. Real monkey. So you need Caesar to actually exist. Like one Yeah, I monkey. need Caesar to emote on screen for at least a scene. As a real ape though. As a real ape. So yes. you need you he need to find to a real Caesar and put him in the movie because then yes. when he wins, Andy Circus doesn't win. That real Caesar wins for the one scene he's in. Well, that's usually how it works, right? Like the like whoever is um like playing who I'm trying to think of a guy who's like won awards who doesn't do his own stunts. Well, there's a lot of these guys, right? Who who what who've won awards for like like real awards not like the like kids choice awards but like real awards right yeah like real awards yeah 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 in general well like those action movies don't tend to win real awards though right like You're the right. rock right like the rock for Fast and Furious a lot of those stunts aren't his but you know I would right. argue he deserved to win something yeah 
Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's normally you're not usually crediting the stunt double; you're crediting the the actor yeah. themselves. So I mean, like, does Air Bud get like a lifetime achievement award? He was in three films, and he yeah, and he played if different it's sports. This, is it the same dog? Uh, ooh, it's got to be the same one. So it can't. This is be what a I'm talking bud. about. I'm talking about crediting the animal actor or actress, right? I'm talking so about even if there's the, another one. So like, but they have they have stuff. Like I'm animals. talking about the, the dolphin. I'm talking about the whale who played Free Willy. But there's probably multiple free willies, though, right? There had to be. Yeah, I want the one who did the best job, though. Like, who did it? Who really made you feel that scene? Who jumped over the kid? So who's was that the a real star scene or was that of fake? free willies? So who's the star of the free will? It's funny. You should watch that again. That's it's not as spectacular as 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 I remember. Free yeah, because it's a lot of editing, right? Cage. No, no, it's just not. watch it. It's it's really pretty unspectacular. <laughs> you should watch it. I've watched this very recently. I'm not going to tell you why. I'm going to watch it. what I do for a living, but yeah. you should watch it because it's 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 very unremarkable for you, Willie, jumping over that kid. You look at I'm you gonna, go, that's it. Yeah, Willie's big jump scene. Hang on, I'm going to watch it right now. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, because the kid's like sitting here. Watch it. And then it's, he's, it's he's really running out to the unremarkable. rocks. Willie's uh, Willie's on the run. There are concerned. There are concerned people looking at him while they're in the water. This like builds up a lot. All right, here we go. He's jumping up. Yeah, you're right. Wow, <laughs> right? It, it's just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing there. Like there's no real yeah. splash. That the wall's not even that high, right? Like yeah. it's not even that high of a wall. Like he jumps over like a pile no. of stones, and the splash is so <laughs> uneventful. Like the more. It's also like when you think about this game. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, and that I is, just paused. That is totally fake. The end is yeah. totally fake. That is a toy. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Honestly, I got a I got a shot here that makes it like look her, like horrendous CG. It is CG. Like obviously, it's all well, fake, it's, right? It, it's a, it's probably a model as well, right? Like this is someone like throwing yeah, a model look at, whale. Look at how smooth this this picture shows this whale. Like also the whale shrinks. Like why is the whale so small? <laughs> the whale should be like about four times the size of that. What I'm seeing here is this freeze frame. Oh my it's god, you, <laughs> it's great. Free it's Willy, great. Free Willy was not made for YouTube. This is bad. Like this is really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've, we have, I have analyzed this as part of my job. Like frame by for, frame for, for, for at least the last week, and it's hilarious because you because I'm like, yeah, Free Willy, right? Like that was a big scene, Free Willy, and then you watch it and you're just like, that's what it is. Like as a kid, you yeah. remember like this being the big moment in the movie where Free Willy connects with this kid and he jumps and he jumps over the wall because that's his way to freedom, right? Because like Willy is stuck, <laughs> right, and he can't get out. And they're like, this come is- on, Willie, you got to leave, Willie. And like the only way Willie can leave because they've locked him in here because of like humans are awful. It's even the it's it's the title image of the movie poster is him jumping over this kid. Yeah, because it looks actually, cool on a poster. Yes. But look at this thing I just sent you. Like you got to look bad. like this is it's bad. This is this is all CG. Like this is this is not a toy being thrown in the water. It's- this is just really <laughs> bad CG. Like this is horrendous but i get it because this was also 1993 we're talking 30 years ago literally 30 years ago ago. but still like it's just it's just funny because i i remember this being way more spectacular than it actually is and then i watched it and was like oh this is terrible reference (laughs) this looks awful yeah it's not good yeah if anything i mean kudos to that kid for the acting 
So but Free Willy won an award, oh, right? I'd argue that this disqualifies Free Willy from winning any type of award. This alone, right? This is this is the akin of Millie well, Vanilli. This is the stunt. This what? This is the stunt of the movie. It's all fake, right? Like Millie yeah, Vanilli stunt... is known for lip singing, right? They're known for like they won a bunch of awards, they won a Grammy, and then they came out and said, "We're not singing the songs." There's two guys yeah. behind us who sing the songs. And this is, I would argue, that Willie doesn't deserve any award. Because then it's funny. You look at the the video afterwards, and that's a real whale. That's real Willie doing his jumps. But, you know, they weren't going to have Willie jump over this kid. Willie probably eat this kid. Oh, right. They did make a second free Willie. Of course. Is there, a jump? Is there a jump in free Willie? Yeah, otherwise, I, like, the actual whale itself, like, is there ever a point where he's emoting with uh, with this child? Kinda. He, he, like, they do, like, the little dolphin, like, thing, right? They do that. I guess, yeah. Well, there you go. Then that's the acting. You're not you're not giving the award based on the stunt. This is what I'm saying. If you're going to have an animal awards, it has to be. It's not just about the stunt. It's about the animal actually connecting. You know, it's the same reason. It should be the same criteria, right? The same criteria that you give an award to any other actor, like Babe, right? Babe was not the the pig who played Babe in Babe One and Babe Two. Pig in the City didn't get any credit. Did not get any nominations. Maybe Ed Harris hmm. did. Was Ed Harris even in that movie? He was, right? Was Ed Harris in so. Babe? Why do, he should be, Why right? Why not? Why not? Babe, <laughs> 1995, right? Yeah, that, there was a real pig in that movie, right? That wasn't a CGI yeah. pig. But there, there were a couple CGI pigs in there, but the main pig was real. Right. So why didn't Babe get nominated for... Why didn't the pig who played Babe? So didn't that pig... Best animal, I think. Been nominated I think it's for ruined now, though. I think it's ruined because I don't think we have real. We have dogs and like cats, but they don't like. They're never this like Marley and me, right? Like that dog and Marley is that that name of the movie Marley and me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it is, right. That dog deserved an. That dog deserved an Oscar. Hell yeah! If if this was a category, right? He this dog would have won. I mean, this dog did everything from. But again, it's not the same dog. There's a baby version of Marley, then there's an older version of Marley. So, like, who wins the award? Is it the old one? You get old Marley out there? You get him out there to go, oh, thank you. You know, I really appreciate the, you know, the opportunity. And I just want to say thanks to to Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston for giving me this chance. And, you know, yeah. to just my, my parents for always believing in me. And, like, is the dog going to get up there and just bark that out? Or is it going to be the puppy? Right? Because the puppy yeah. is what everyone fell in love with. Not the But you puppy. weren't, because you know it's the old dog. Because you're not, you weren't crying at the end of that movie because of Owen Wilson. All right? You're crying of dog, because right? of that dog. Yeah, the dog yeah. sold that performance to the end. Spoiler alert. Also, I apologize to um, Ed Harris, who is a frequent listener of the podcast. Um, I'm sorry for confusing you with James Cromwell, who <laughs> was, in fact, in Babe. Um, Ed, maybe you were in Babe too. Let me check that out. Oh, my my recommendations are going to be weird. Uh, nope, it's all the same uh, same people. Ed Harris was not in either Babe movies. So apologies to Ed Harris, big but like Secretariat, right? Secretariat's going to win. Secretariat wins a movie, wins a wins an Oscar. Sure, Sea Biscuit. Yep, Sea Biscuit wins an Oscar, right? A couple yeah. of horses in this movie, but like the Dragon and How to Train Your Dragon, it's not going to win anything. Not a real dragon. You okay. not, you're missing the point of what I'm trying to say here. We're not just giving it. The award is not meant to honor CG characters. All right, you have your award. It's called Best Special Effects. Okay, that's what it is. It's not it, it, the dragons aren't real. If you get a real dragon and they put on a performance, great. But once you're putting in like fake animals, like there are there is no possible you get a voice acting award given out for Jungle Book or for Lion King because there are no actual animals 
performing in that movie. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Ratatouille, not qualified because Ratatouille is a cartoon. Same thing. Same thing. One just looks more realistic than the other. So we do you think page we yet? get more? So what about Life of Pi, right? There are parts where that tiger is very real. Does that tiger win an Academy Award? Oh, yeah. If it's There are parts of that movie where the tiger's real. Yeah. Absolutely. Then, yeah. That's if, probably the if last scenes, one, though. Right? That's probably that's scenes, be the last one. Everything else has been CG since Life Paddington, of Pi. Paddington. That's a real bear. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, right? Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> you know, The Revenant Bear, right? Yeah. We all won yeah. A, he won an Academy Award. The bear should win as well, right? Best supporting animal. Yeah, definitely. But, but, but what about so. his horse in the movie? Because his horse sure. fell on that cliff. Both There's up, a lot of well, horses they're, in they're movies, both up against right? each other, right? Like they're both up against each other. And I guess that's when the bear gets up there and goes, you know, you know, I, I feel like my co-star, the horse, should be up here with me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then and then the bear just kind of like <laughs> waddles his way up, like because like a cute bear style. Because that dogs because uh, bears are cute. Um, yeah. Alpha, right? Was there a was that a real bear? Was that a real dog in that movie, or was that a fake dog? Uh, I think that's a real dog. I mean, that that's an older movie. 2018. Not that old. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, what about the wolves in the Owen Wilson movie where you think he's going to fight a wolf, but like the movie ends and the wolf's like standing Not Owen Wilson. Like, you want to try again? That's a very different movie with <laughs> Owen Wilson. <laughs> Liam Neeson. Sorry. That totally just... <laughs> Owen Wilson was on my mind because of uh, Marley and me. It just got those two mixed up. But yeah, yeah if, Liam if Neeson, they were real right? wolves. Yeah, absolutely. You got a villain role. I would give those wolves the Academy Award in the same ve- in the same breath that I would give, you know, um Heath Ledger that award for playing the Joker. It's just different type of villains. Right? Hmm. You know what those wolves are going to do? They were very convincing and threatening Liam Neeson because here's the thing. What happened after the after the camera turned off? Liam Neeson was petting all those wolves. And mm-hmm. you know, they they were just having fun on set. He really he really connected with them, huh? Okay, so this is a real so. dog, and the dog's name was Chuck. Yeah, there you go. So where's Chuck? So Chuck deserved the wolf. Alpha I... is played by Chuck, a Czechoslovakian wolfhound. Wolf wow, dog. look at that! A little, yeah, little, yeah, little yeah. Eastern, little Eastern Europe love. Yeah, like I think, but like that, blackfish, that... right? Like you know, best you know, does that win documentary? Right? Because that's a real. Yeah, but you, you don't. Know, you don't give actor noms for documentaries for murderers, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well. Because is, sure. isn't that movie about sure Telecom and Telecom killed that woman? Is that what happened? Yeah, I think so. I never, I I've Black... not seen Blackfish other than the fact that we shouldn't keep whales captive. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point of Blackfish. I didn't realize it's like we shouldn't. Eat... I thought the whole point was just let's not keep whales captive. I didn't think it was let's not keep whales captive because they kill people. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be weird. <laughs> let's not keep tigers captive because they you know eat what though. But sometimes. would you make would you make an animated category for this as well? Because I think you'd have to, right? Like I think Kevin Hart as the bunny in that Pets movie needed an award. Then there should be a, and, and maybe this is something that should exist. There should be a voice acting award. Yeah. You know what? And, and in all seriousness, there probably should be. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That With all the probably... animated movies. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I mean, you right. already get the stars to be in them, right? Like you already get this, you know, that's already how you bring people to the movie theater by being like Tina Fey is the voice of this random ghost. Which is always weird. I never really understood that. It was like Angelina Jolie as a tiger in Kung Fu Panda. It's like, why? Yeah. You could have had anybody play that tiger. Why did it have yeah. to be her? You could have saved millions of dollars and well, nobody like, would well, have like cared. Well, you're going to have Idris Elba be, be Knuckles. And Knuckles also is weird. a spinoff movie. Like They're already like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, this is great. Everyone loves the fact that Idris Elba gets to play this echidna. 
and it's like what's an echidna (laughs) but but it's like you know he gets to play this animal let let's let's give him a sequel let's give him his own movie because it's idris alba as an echidna look on that day furries rejoiced because uh knuckles just got even more sexy to them because now he's voiced by idris alba you know it's true yeah there is a strong i don't know if you know this sonic fandom has a strong like furry community around it i mean um, why wouldn't it Yeah, I mean, there's a Uh, and honestly, that may be what has kept Sonic the Hedgehog going for as long as it has is that community. And I don't have any facts to back that up, but it's probably true because those games aren't good. They're not good. I've said it before. I'll stand by Sonic. Some are are good. Yeah, some are okay. Most of them. Not great. And this might be underlined bias growing up as a bias. nintendo person it, bias. it 100%, 100% is, is bias it's 100% okay. bias but that's fine well, Mar- what was mario has better games than sonic when's the last time i played any games i mean the last game i've played is i can't even get through the first hour of uh horizon, of, uh, horizon zero or horizon forbidden west yeah forbidden west i'm trying it's a beautiful looking game but man like that intro of just getting to it is takes a while like it's a yeah, lot it's of a little slow. It's a, it's a slow start. It's a lot of walking, and I just want to fight some dinosaurs. And there's a lot of walking and talking. <laughs> it's just like, all yeah, right, that, that game. That game takes about four hours to get started. Yeah, it's, it's a little, little slow. And so I get thirty minutes, then I'm like, hmm. getting getting okay. sleepies. Yeah, I started getting a little sleepy, and then off it goes. So yeah, look, I think we've decided that for the Academy Awards, we need to have a voice acting category and a best animal category. Even though I'd argue that category needs to be posthumously decided for other years because now we're not making it like they're all cg because you know we got to save the animals just like bullets and and guns are going to be all cg now because we can't have guns in movies because what if they you know what if they um you would imagine the academy has the ability to just like they can nominate up to 10 best movies that's new yeah yeah but up to right like they can't they can nominate six or seven right they don't have to nominate 10. So why not just if there's nothing qualifying in the in the category? And I mean this broadly speaking, right? Like if you have like a, a year that just sucks and you're like, who's the best actor this year? None of you. You all sucked. Like there was yeah. nothing good this year. All right. Step your game up next year. Maybe we'll bring back the category. But this year, wasn't it? You know, you could do the same thing yeah. with the with the animal category. You don't have to just force it in there. But if you're talking about the best. That's the best relative to everything else. So even in that scenario that I just outlined where everybody sucks, they're still the best of the people who suck. Same thing with the animals. There's always a movie with an animal. You know how many movies come out every year now with Netflix and Amazon? Like there's about 20 movies that come out a day. You can find at least one where there was a dog in it who, you know, made somebody happy. And you're like, oh, yeah, I like that dog. Oh, there's a bunch of cats in the Batman. Nominate one of them. There's a couple of bats as well, right? There, yeah, absolutely. There was, yeah, there was a prominently featured bat at one point. You're absolutely right, and I yeah. thought the bat did a great job in that performance. Now, as long Assuming as that it bat was is real, real. Bat. yeah, exactly. I hope so. It looked fake. real. Now it's funny because like they are. I, I I was looking this up where you're talking of like when is this Oscars? Remember they were going to make a fan favorite award because it's like at some point you have to let like Infinity War win award right because like that's yeah that, or an uh, in game because it's like the highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah, until he, everybody loves Avatar it. gets re released a thousand times to keep beating it. But mm-hmm. it's like that's the that's the most popular movie of all time, and it won no awards, none. Right, and it's like something's wrong, right? Because everyone saw that movie, everybody, because the numbers say everyone saw the movie. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? And so yeah, they've got a fan favorite award that's coming out this year that they probably won't ever put on TV, 
And it's like, yeah, yeah we're just going to have fans vote and they're going to vote for Spider-Man. And great. Here's your award. And I'll stop complaining about it while we get on to real serious. Oh, so they're not even presenting that? I don't think so. No, I think it's just a fan vote. And then it's done. And then it's like, here you go. Wow. It's depressing. Yeah. Yeah, for the Academy's fanfare, because look, a lot of this is, I mean, there's been talks with the Academy Awards of actually, like, getting rid of, like, not televising, like, half the awards. Like, they're not going to televise, like, Best Makeup Artist or Best Set Design, because they're just like, nobody cares about that. And, of course, people in the movie industry are like, well, that's nonsense, because that's actually what makes the movies, you know, those people working on those things actually make the movies the movies. Like, it's not just celebrating actors and best films and directors. It should be celebrating the people behind the scenes, like best sound. Like, they're talking about cutting out a bunch of stuff from the TV show to make it, like, an hour and a half versus, like, the two hours or three hours it is now to, like, just get to the point, right? Boom. You start with best actor. You start moving them through. You do the here's all the people that died that we're celebrating. You get the best film. You're out, right? In and out. Hour-long presentation. We make it an awesome show. We run through it and we get out. Where people are like, well, you know, this is the time to shine for the for the best costume designer for her to get up there and say, or him to get up there and say how much, you know, their love of sewing has gotten them to this point. Yeah. Um, they could also do what they did at the Game Awards. And Jeff Keeley just comes out and says, all right, we also had the category of best makeup and the nominees were this, 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 and this, and the winner is this. Okay. And we also have the best <laughs> award for best sound design. Rattle the, them through. The, yeah, exactly. Just bang out like five awards in a span of five minutes and you're like, cool. And we did that. And your award is in the mail. See ya. Yep. <laughs> or, you know, you can even give it to them. Why not? It's cool. Did I tell you I watched the, uh, the Lithuanian Game Awards? No. Oh, yeah. Did, that happened about... Uh, like maybe a month or two ago. Well, that's so cool. a couple of games, a couple of games I worked on were nominated and I watched this thing. And honestly, those guys should host the Oscars. It was a shit show, but it was wonderful. It was a wonderful <laughs> shit show. It was an award honoring the people in Lithuania. So obviously I work with sneaky bucks out there and they have, um, and they, some of our games were nominated. One of them being asteroids. That was cool. And it was these two people, this, uh, this guy, this girl presenting the awards and, there you saw all the strings behind the scenes like all of it because you saw the guy constantly like bringing up his vlc window to play the trailers um and they had all the awards splayed out on this uh on the stage that they were presenting from and whenever somebody came up to give the award they would always start by doing the search for the award that they were going to give the person at the time so like let's see is this one this one this one this one and they'd be like okay it's this one got it and then there was all these technical issues where they were starting to bring up these reels and the guy kept like goading on the woman who was hosting who said, Hey, uh, tell it, tell us a joke. Tell it, tell us some jokes. Like their vamping skills were off the charts. It was wonderful. And it was all done at a, um, at like this bar or something like this really small venue in, in Lithuania. So I got some, uh, got a few angles of it, uh, from, uh, from some of the team that were there and look, you know, I'll put it out there because I'm trying. 2023, I'm making a bid to to try to host the Lithuanian Video Game Awards. You got to probably learn some. Uh, what language do they speak? Lithuanian, but that's what I figured. But I didn't know <laughs> but if no, it was here's called the thing. something else. Right the the uh, the woman who was presenting did not speak any Lithuanian. She admitted it. Oh, okay. Well, there you so go. So I don't know if I need to do a silly accent, I'll do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That'll help my bid. Um, I'm already I'm already working on the posters. It's going to be basically the Obama poster, but with my face. 
but with your face and with hope and hope and change for the Lithuanian Game Awards and with games at the bottom of it, right? Like games. No, instead no. of hope, you can nope. put hope at the bottom of it. Yep, hope and change. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> They'll be like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, is what, a, what's is, the hope? Yeah. and what is he going to change? Yeah, in the fine print, it'll be like you know, going to you know bid for Lithuanian Video Game Awards hosting twenty twenty three. Yeah, they'll get it. Yeah. I think it'll work. It'll make some buzz. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. Anyway, um, game wise, though, gonna make a hard turn hard. after you explain this game, right? Sorry. Well, I no. Okay. Make make to... the hard turn, and then I'll talk about the game at the end. Okay. Um. Because yeah, I I don't have a hard turn. You said you had a hard turn. The only thing I'm seeing is that what I mean. Not to. I don't want to necessarily go to the war in Europe, but you know, like America closing or American companies closing business in Russia, like McDonald's, right? Yeah, like McDonald's is not going to fl- slang burgers in Russia or anymore, right? Nope. They're just like, nah, losing we're fifty million dollars a month because of that, and they're and they're still going to pay, right? They're still going to pay their employees. Really? Yeah, McDonald's is. They're still going to pay the Russians because again, it's not the Russian people; it's the right. business, right? It's the you know the real estate and the taxes you pay to the government, and versus paying people directly. I'm assuming if you're not operating any business, you don't have to pay the Russian government any money. That's my assumption, right? Like it's just like well, mm-hmm. we're just paying people because we're paying people. I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, what would I mean? That's the thing, right? Like, is there any Russian business in America that we would close? Like, what's the most Russian thing you can think of other than the the the, the Russian five line on the Detroit Red Wings in the nineties? <laughs> well, there's that's vodka, have, right? That's that's the that's uh, the that's biggest right. thing. So it's so and are they have not buying vodka anymore. People are, they have some people, some liquor stores have said, oh, they're not going to sell Russian vodka anymore. And there's, there's been some of that popping up. Otherwise, the imports coming in from Russia, it's not much. Caviar. Um, so I'm reading this US to ban Russian vodka, caviar. Yeah. Raising trade pressure. So it's like, it's the stuff that like we really shouldn't probably be eating anyways, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, caviar is kind of never, nah, gross. Have you had caviar before? I've had roe. Enough times to that know ain't ca- that that ain't caviar. I, hang on, let me finish. The texture alone is what generally will do it for me. Where it's like I little, don't mm. little that little uh, like like a gusher, like a little fish gusher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and describing it like that is basically exactly how my mouth feels when I'm eating it. It's like no, thank you. I'm good. Yeah. Do you are you into it? Have you had it? Do you no, like it? I'm not into caviar. I don't think I've ever had caviar. Are you sure? You seem like the caviar type. I have never had caviar. I, I wonder if whether or not I would, like, if I'm going to try caviar, it's going to be the really expensive stuff. I think I've had roe before, like the orange colored salmon roe. Yeah, right? there's different. Kind of yeah, there's different roe. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm going to eat caviar, it's got to be like the thousand dollars a tin caviar. Like, I want yeah. the expensive stuff to be like, is this worth it? Because I'm a man of fine taste. Sure. And I want to see if spending two, three, four grand on caviar is worth it. I don't know. Might be, right? You might as well try know. it once, right? Right, right. You got to try it once to be like, oh, this tastes the same way that like the salmon roll on top of a sushi roll taste. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine it's worth that much money, but it might be. Might be. That seems like one of those things that you do it just because you can. Yeah, and I mean, I think you find a specific fish as well, right? Like you're like, I'm gonna grab this fish's babies and eat them. <laughs> it's like that's like the. That's like the epitome of like privilege, of like yeah. So yeah when I so when I type in caviar, caviar, it literally says yeah. row right underneath it. 
Yeah, so white gold caviar, also known as Strotarga Bianco caviar, mm-hmm. is more than $100,000 per tin, right? And wow. it comes from an ultra-rare albino sturgeon. So it's hmm. like you really are going to go find this sturgeon and not eat the sturgeon itself. You're just going to get its eggs and keep it producing babies. Mm-hmm. And you're going to then eat the babies of this sturgeon. Like, that's real privilege, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's got to yeah. be like, I am so privileged. I'm going to go through extreme lengths to find this sturgeon off the coast of California and just take its babies. <laughs> yep. And eat them and put them on toast. And now, put them um, on toast. Now, what are your thoughts on <laughs> like the um, like stone crab arms or stone crab uh, claws, I guess? Have you ever I, had those? I think I've only had sta- stone crab once, and it's fine. I'm more of a lobster fan, right? Yeah, it's but stone meat. crabs. See, I always referred to stone crab as one of the most ethical seafoods you can eat, but in a way, it's also kind of horrifying because they don't kill the crabs. They yeah, they, they just take the claws and they grow, grow back. They, exactly. Is that yeah. better or worse? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's more it's more sustainable, right? Because you're not actually killing the crabs, and the crabs can still, I'm sure, have happy lives. Although I wonder how happy can a crab's life be when it's like its main appendages are gone and you just keep growing them back. Yeah, but it's like that's back. I'm back, baby. And then oh yeah. no, it's gone again. <laughs> now, now does it? Now I would assume it would taste bad after a while, right? Like if you keep cutting off the same crab's arm, right? I would assume at some point it would grow back in a way that wouldn't taste very good. Oh, you'd I think don't know. So. I guess you'd you'd look at the claw before you serve it. Yeah, right? I guess to make sure that it's not it's not gross. Yeah, it's not funky. You don't need an old funky claw like a gray yeah, claw. Old, Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, old, old funk claw. Yeah, you musky don't want to taste musky claw, yeah. Oh, musky claw. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess it is ethical if you can regrow it back. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you know, how painful is it for the crab? We don't know. Well, yeah. So I guess the ultimate question is how much caviar comes from Russia? Probably not much. How much caviar comes well, from Well, because there's a lot Russia? of fishing, right? They're, they're a bigger fishing culture than we realize. A lot of people um, get fish from Russia, and Russia does a lot of fishing themselves. So, like go. New Zealand, the biggest thing Russia, that they're going to block here is like fishing boats. So, yeah, Russia, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, right? Iran, Kazakhstan, and Turkmenistan countries, countries in the Caspian Sea. Thank you. Account for sixty percent of caviar supply, including ninety percent of the world's black caviar, the most valuable kind. Uh, okay. But I thought I just saw one that said. I thought in Wikipedia I just saw that Russia. Let's see. They had development. Uh, so it says, Whoa, they, oh, yeah. this in the wake of crap. overfishing and the harvest and sale of black caviar was banned in Russia in 2007. Wow. I'm watching them like this sturgeon caviar. They actually kill the sturgeon. I'm oh, watching this, how they how they harvest this thing. And it's like, whoa, there's a lot of fish eggs inside of this sturgeon. There's a lot. Yeah, it's like a uh, it's like an overstuffed pomegranate. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. This is the best way to describe it. I'm watching this. I'm like, whoa, I was not expecting. I was expecting like a little tin, but it's like there's yeah. enough for like 20 tins inside this one fish. Damn. Yeah, I, wow. I'd never have. Uh, caviar is one of those things. It's like it's just a rich people thing for being rich. Oh, 100%. And there's nothing. 100%. And, and I never looked at that and said, oh, I can't wait to have a caviar when I'm when I'm older. Like if I'm watching something and uh, like what was that? Which Bond movie was it? It wasn't uh, GoldenEye. It was the follow up. Uh, die another day no that was a shitty one tomorrow never dies tomorrow never dies when they brought back valentine he um he was going on and on about his caviar production 
And I was like, cool. And then I saw it. And I said, no, I don't need this. I, I mean, I, I would argue it's the most, if you have a caviar farm, like that's the next level from like owning your own vineyard. <laughs> Right, because like I think every rich person at some point is like, I'm going to own my own vineyard. Right, that has to be where you have enough money, where you just go, you know, I I just love wine, and so I'm just going to make my own. I'm just going to buy my own vineyard because it totally is one of those things that's just like a complete passion project. Like no one really gets into being a a a, a wine vineyard out of like I have to do this. Right, like I have to do this. It's more of like I'm rich, so why not buy a vineyard and see what happens? This has to be the same thing for caviar, right? Like if you own a caviar farm, you have more money than you know what to do with. Yeah, absolutely. But it's that in any any kind of booze, right? Like you're investing, you're either yeah. starting a vineyard or you're investing in a vodka. Or yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like the epitome of, of like sort. you have yeah. too much money. Like now look, uh, does it seem fun? If I had more money, sure. I would love to own a, a whiskey distillery. I knew it. I but knew it'd for be whiskey, most yeah. people, for most people, it's kind of like, oh, I'm investing in a distillery or I own my own distillery. Like Ryan Reynolds, right? Back to him, right? He owns his own vodka, right? Isn't it aviation mm-hmm. vodka or something? The Rock owns tequila. And you're just like, yeah, you guys are rich. So that's what you do, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh, there was actually. Weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't even want to. I can't even watch fish getting cut open. I don't want to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stop. That totally happened. And they just grabbed the caviar out. And now they're like rinsing it it's and gross. putting it in different things. And it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's nasty. I don't like it. No, thank you. We should uh, ban caviar. No, I don't ban caviar. I mean, who cares? If you want to eat caviar, then go for it. Whatever. Go for it. Yeah, if it's not like ecologically destructive, then. Yeah, I just didn't realize they killed the fish. I thought they just kind of, but yeah, the eggs are inside of the fish. So you kind of, I thought maybe they like laid eggs somewhere and you could just like scoop them up off the ground. But you think eventually, but if you're impatient, if you're impatient, you just got to go get them. Yeah, you got to go get them and cut them out straight from the source, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know anything about this stuff, so I'm just sound like a moron, more than usual. Um, <laughs> I was going, I guess there's one thing that we could talk about before we wrap this up. We'll give it a quick one. You know, we, this is really silly um, off the rails, but uh, Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. are you familiar with what happened to him this week? I am familiar. I saw this story. Yeah. So Ryan Coogler, so Ryan Coogler went into a bank to withdraw about $10,000. And he wrote it, he wrote in a note, handed it to the teller and said, and said on the note, basically, be discreet when you hand me $10,000 in cash. Yeah. Fair <laughs> That's enough, what he wrote right? in the note. And the woman freaked out and talked to the manager, I guess. And they basically flagged the alarm thinking they were getting robbed. Police came in. They, they, with guns drawn, then Cuffed him, and then shortly thereafter let him go, realizing, oh, it's Ryan Coogler, director of Black Panther and Creed and Fruitville Station, among other credits, I'm sure. So, what were your thoughts on that? <laughs> now, my did thoughts I summarize are that enough? Did you I? Did. How no, did you I? Did. How did I do? Now, okay. now my thoughts are my thoughts are confused here, right? Okay. Because one, I'm I'm reading this Vice article where this happens all the time with black people, right? Like. 
I'm going to read a couple of things. In, in 2020, I'm sorry, Coogler's experience is the latest in a long line of law-abiding Americans having the cops called on them for simply being black. Just last year, a black realtor in Wyoming, Michigan, was handcuffed and had guns drawn on him while he was showing a home to a black man and his teenage son. A neighbor called the police on them and accused him of breaking in. In 2020, a Detroit bank refused to deposit a check of a black man who had just received a settlement related to racial discrimination lawsuit filed against his employers. The bank instead called the cops to investigate him for fraud. According to the police report, the incident obtained by the new york times yeah so this goes back into coogler so look this happens a lot of black people you know trying to pull out money that i would argue is probably out of the norm right mm-hmm. so large sums of money out of the norm for anybody but unfortunately more out of the norm for black people than anybody else in america right and i would say that's probably something empirical that there's not a lot of black people that can go to the bank and just pull out ten thousand dollars right in cash and write a note and go be discreet Right, like that probably doesn't happen. I don't think the there's a lot of people, is, let alone black people. There's not a lot of people period. That well, that, that's that. kind of my point. Yeah. There's not a lot of people, but then there's definitely not a lot of black people. And I would argue, now this is me maybe realizing some of this. Going, I don't know if I would ever do this at a teller. I this is one of those cases where I'd probably go to the bank and say like, hey, is there someone I can talk to? I want to make a big withdrawal. Mm-hmm. And can I go sit in an office with somebody and do it? Because I don't want to be seen, right? I'm assuming some of this is Ryan Kluge going, I don't want someone watching me pull out a bunch of money. And then I get robbed when I walk out of the store. So he himself is going like, well, I don't want to be robbed. It's a lot of money. And I don't want to just someone out here counts out 12 grand and gives it to me. And then I walk outside and someone puts a gun in my face. So I would assume at that level, you should be able to get a private room and call ahead and be like, hey, look, my name is Ryan Kugler. I've got an account at this bank. I'd like to pull out a large sum of money. Can I set up a time to come in and talk to somebody? Mm-hmm. The other thing is, if you look at this image, unfortunately, because we are in the times of COVID where people are wearing masks, he kind of looks like he's robbing a bank, <laughs> right? Because he's got a mask on his face, he's got sunglasses on, and he's wearing a hat. Like, the definition yeah. of a bank robber isn't a guy wearing a mask with sunglasses and a hat. Like, like it is. That's the definition of it. But in this case... Everyone who probably walks through here over the last 12 months has looked like this in some way, shape, or form because we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So with all that being said, though, that does not accuse, that does not excuse the fact that for whatever reason, the first instinct for when you're interacting with black people and specifically black men in America is to call the police. Like, could you have not just said, hey, hold on for a second. I want to, I, I just got to go talk to, to my manager about this. Right, and yeah, you bring yeah. someone else. You go, hey, look, I'm a little worried. There's a guy in here who's got sunglasses and a mask on, and he just wrote me this letter about being discreet. And the manager should be able to go, sir, would you mind coming with me? I just I want to do this a bit more privately, and see where this goes. Right, you can put the bank on high alert, which is fine. Right, you can do all the steps to protect the bank's interest, but you can also probably treat someone who's pulling out twelve thousand dollars a little more than a guy, a little better than a guy who's going to an ATM to grab like a hundred bucks. Right, I would assume bank policy should be if you're over that ten thousand dollar amount, because you have to report that to the government anyways, right? If you pull out more than ten thousand dollars USD, you that gets reported to the United States government and they look into your account and go, Whoa, you're pulling out more than ten grand. What are you using that ten grand for? That automatically gets flagged by the I believe by the IRS. It gets flagged by someone in the government. So I yeah. would assume when that when the amount's that big, you immediately just go, sir, can you come with me into this more secure room and we'll deal with you privately versus out here at a counter like you're pulling out 100 bucks. So that, those are my general thoughts, as in it seems like he's not very upset about it, but he's like, I get it. Did he need to be handcuffed? Ah, 
that that's the problem, right? The police come in, they automatically handcuff him. If it's I mean, somebody like else, drawn, do they right? just like, gun straw, handcuffs? Like at what part. point? Yeah, like what point is if this is somebody else? Do they just go? Oh, it's a white guy with a suit on versus a black guy with a uh, with a with a surgical mask and glasses and a hat and a hoodie on, right? Mm-hmm. That's where the problem lies. Where if this is a white guy with a with a suit on, no one's even if they call the police, no one's coming in here and handcuffing them and putting them outside. Like it's not going to happen. They're not going to find the the people that dropped him off, and you know because there was a car full of guys that dropped him off, and so they arrested they handcuffed those guys too, right? So like that's kind of the problem, the theater of all of it. But I would also argue I don't necessarily like it's a weird situation. Like just looking at this image of him, he looks like he's robbing a bank. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you think if he's like, hey, here's my account information. And this is money that I'm withdrawing. Why would you think it's a robbery? I haven't. All I said was, yeah, like you he- should be able to put his information into the account and see that's him. Like that's his name, his and again, it's, it was a California driver's license. He's in Atlanta, right? Like, there's enough things for a teller who maybe is looking at a looking at a guy with sunglasses and a mask and a hat on, and go, "This looks like every single thing that would be a bank robbery." And they kind of make the decision that goes, "Better be safe than sorry." I'm going to call the police, which is kind of the problem. Versus, like, is there a way that you can? de-escalate this in a way your own personal anxiety of what's happening and actually get someone else in to go like oh this actually seems like a reasonable request from a guy let's handle this differently um versus like let's call the police get the police involved with guns and escalating things to a point where you're like well someone could have died over a misunderstanding because you called kind of the final option which is the police and that, I think, yeah. is the general issue with all the things where the cops are involved with. Same thing with George Floyd, right? Oh, he gave me a fake $20 bill. I'm calling the cops. The cops come in with guns. Yeah. Why is there not another group of people to call that goes, hey, look, this isn't an in-progress bank robbery where someone has a gun to my face. I am a little worried about the situation. I need someone who can come in here with some authority and help me. And that yeah. authority always seems to come with manpower and guns and the possibility of you getting shot. And that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing it didn't get worse, but, you know, uh, it it did seem a little odd all in all. Um, I I was actually surprised how little I saw. Usually this is the kind of thing that would blow up something like CNN or something. And but then again, maybe I just haven't been watching enough Don Lemon recently and uh, that that can do it. There's been a lot of regular news. But look, I, I mean, I'm not surprised by this at all. It doesn't surprise me. I mean. Yeah, like I would argue every time I've gone to a bank to make a larger change, I tend to ask for a bit more of private service personally. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't excuse it one way or the other. It's more of because I think he was more worried of walking out of a bank with 12 grand more than he was yeah. worried about someone thinking he was robbing a bank, which is an interesting thought process when you make a considerable amount of money mm-hmm. where you can sometimes forget like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm still black. <laughs> which is par- probably part of why this makes the news, right? Because it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, they don't know me from Ryan Coogler to some other dude down the street, and they don't yeah. think I have $12,000, even though if I came in here and with you a also suit, wouldn't know that and, because, yeah. to your point, he's there wearing a mask, mask and, and sunglasses. Sunglasses, sunglasses yeah. and a hat. Like, he's he's dressed in what bank is the, robber attire, the, unfortunately. What's the... Uh, what was the David uh, Dave Chappelle joke? It's like, that's true. You are not a... 
you are not a prostitute. You may not be a prostitute, but you are wearing a prostitute uniform. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's unfortunately, right? And I would say it's it's to no fault of his own because of COVID. It's not like he intentionally walked in Correct. here looking strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in here looking like this because of COVID, which is yeah. interesting. And I mean, look, I mean, Ryan Coogler has always looked a little, you know, he's, he's, he's an artist, right? He's not sitting here trying to dress to impress you. He's a busy man who's making movies. And... You know, Atlanta, unfortunately, is a multicultural city where there's probably people who have bad experiences with all types of people. And unfortunately, this just happened to catch him. And is this going to change people's behavior? Probably not. But, you know, yeah, because I'm reading this note now. I would like to withdraw 12,000 cash from my checking account. Please do make the money. Please do the money counting somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. Mm -hmm. And like that's just him being a Hollywood director going this is a lot of money in a city that i don't necessarily want people to know i have a lot of money and i would argue if you needed this to be discreet i would have called ahead and been like hey i'm about to come into your branch my name is ryan coogler and i have an account with you and i want to withdraw a very large sum of money can i set up an appointment to make this happen and then you do it that way where you come in and they go hey i'm here for my appointment with mr so-and-so or mrs so-and-so and and they take you into their office and they go okay because by then they can actually look up your name and go ryan coogler i've heard that name before you're like oh crap ryan coogler here is here in atlanta filming black panther this all seems to make sense right and i would assume that's how i would do that of trying to just escalate and look some of that is probably using a bit of star power but you got the power so use it why not yeah agreed great but yeah i'm glad that he seems to you know, nothing bad happened, and he seems to go like, you know, the situation shouldn't have happened. But you know, Bank of America has worked with me, and I think we're good. I'm, I think I'm happy, and I think I'm willing to move on. What do you think Bank of America did? S- profuse apologies, white glove service, all the things that you do if you're Bank of America. Offer him all sorts of stuff, and then go. This will never happen again, Mister Cougar. If you ever come back into the bank, or you ever you dial this specific number, and we'll make sure you're immediately taken care of. You know what? We'll come to you next time. We will deliver the twelve thousand dollars. We will deliver yeah. the money to you, and this, 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 this. Like I'm sure it yeah. was every single thing in the book, other than giving him free money. Please don't make a movie about us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Please do not make. Uh, what was it? Fruitville Station too about yeah. Atlanta Bank. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. I'm going to blow. I, I mean, he's going to blow up a Bank of America and Black Panther too. That's what will happen. Be like, yeah, we're just going to shoot it on this block here, right over here. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a good bank. It's a great scene. Great scene for. Uh, yep. But yeah, I mean, look, this Black is important. Like, it's just, you know, being black is still will always be at the forefront of everything that you do, no matter how successful or how much money you make. Um, and I think that is a part of um, it's a very interesting discussion around, you know, racism and prejudice where, yes, the rest of us see Ryan Coogler. And the first thing you think is Black Panther director, very successful. But the minute he leaves the world of Hollywood, he's another black guy like the rest of us. And, you know, this is a problem that happens to every single African-American in the world. If I walked into Bank of America dressed like that, with trying to get $12,000 out, they probably would have treated me exactly the same. Well, that was depressing, but I can't top it. So I'm going to do a hard pivot to tell you about Grapple Dog. <laughs> I got nothing else. What can I say? <sighs> what am I going to say? Uh, the, 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 white, the, white, the white Jew part of uh, reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish is uh, here surrendering. Being like, I got nothing. I can't, I can't add it. anymore. It's over. That's it. Yep, exactly. 
but I can tell you about Grapple Dog. This game is delightful. You know, you talk about a game that doesn't start right or it's slow or starts slow, I should say. Not right. I mean, I think uh, Horizon is great. I'm having a good time. It's got to build up. Got to tell you the story, all that stuff. Got to wander around before you find out why you go to the Forbidden West, whatever. Who cares? Meanwhile, in Grapple Dog, you get your grappling hook as a as a dog in the first like five minutes. And then you're off playing this game where you're grappling and swinging around on things as a as a dog. And every time you finish a level, you can pet the dog. What kind of dog are you? Uh, generic pixelated dog. Mutt. Grapple dog. I think it's a mutt. Well, it's like, it's like a golden uh, retriever. It's an it's an anthropomorphic dog. I'd say it's probably more like a. I'm gonna go mutt. But I'd say the closest right. thing probably would be a golden retriever. Golden retriever. Yeah. That's what I would say. It looks yeah. like a golden retriever. Game's a lot. Although of fun. his hair's not as long. It looks like a yellow lab, maybe. Yeah, he might apply some product. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's, that, he's got a little. That, he's got a little bit of a on. poof. Yep. Yeah, he's doing some work. That that stuff's not all natural. I mean, look, I mean, he's, I mean, you know, if you're able to grapple hook, I mean, you, you know, you got some upper body strength. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. This is a game when it came out. I think I talked about it a few weeks ago, but you did. It, out of nowhere, this thing, I, I just, it caught my eye because I was like, oh, this looks like the kind of thing that I'd enjoy playing. Never heard of it until it dropped on Switch and then did an impulse buy on it. I saw somebody on Twitter saying, oh, Grapple Dog's great. I'm like, great. It's all I need. I'm in. And funny enough, like when you search Grapple Dog on on Google Images, mm-hmm. a lot of farming equipment. <laughs> so sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but there's a lot Is of that farming concerning. Equipment. That sounds concerning. No, yeah, just interesting. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, I recommend Grapple Dog. If you want something that's it, it's I paused Shimegami Tensei for a little bit, paused at the 42 hour mark. Um, last weekend, I played through Far Loan Sales and then and that was pretty cool. And then I just went on to barrel through Grapple Dogs. So I think I'll finish it this weekend. I think I'm pretty close uh, to the end. I have no idea how many levels there are because there's no guides or anything. But this is a uh, this is a delightful little gem of a game. And it's quite a good time if, you, if you're looking for some solid 2D platformers with a little bit of challenge in them for, uh, here and there. Uh, I'd recommend it. Grapple Dog. I don't know what it's on other than Steam and Switch, but check it out. It's a good time. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And on the, yeah, then hopefully, eventually, I will finish Horizon Forbidden West, and I will play some other stuff, because that game is long and big. I need uh, I need shorter games in my life. You know, busy guy. Busy guy. Well, let's end it there. What do you say? You got to go? You got things to do? Yep, I got things to do. Very well, then. Um, yeah. He's abroad.com. Send people there. Check it out. Review us. Uh, Spotify. iTunes. You know, maybe not base us on this episode, but well, every the last two were great. This one, we'll admit it. Not as great as the last two. But hey, you know, we made it. Enjoy it. You're welcome. It's free. F*** you. This podcast is over.